Welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. And on today's show, we are going to talk about the people that were in the press conference yesterday. That was Lane Kiffin, Michael Trigg, and of course, Tavius Robinson. And we're kind of going to take a temperature a little bit of spring practice after the middle of the road practices were 50% of the way through, seven before, seven after in the spring game. So that is pretty good. But this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. Um, Hope everybody's doing well. I'm your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you very much for joining us today. And thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Um, Today we're going to talk about basically the practice that happened yesterday. Um, Wayne Kiffin thoroughly mentioned competition. We've told you over and over again, and it might just be that others just don't want you to know about it, doesn't care about that. But the, the, the tenets of this program, and I know this because this is a Pete Carroll thing, and Edward Orgeron did that whenever he was at Ole Miss. It might be worded a little bit different, but it's the same stuff. Um, you, you replace protect the team, which was um, Ed Orgeron's thing with pro mindset. Competition is obviously going to be a tenant back and forth and, of course, fun. Those are the three things that they want to advertise to everybody else, and they think the competition will shake out. They talked. He, Lane Kiffin talked about the quarterback competition and how um, Jackson Dart, he's making some mistakes down the field. It's predictable going in this. We told you about this um, a couple of months before the um, competition, that this was likely going to happen. There's a lot with him getting acclimated to a new offense, Luke Altmaier has been here for a year. This is his third cycle, if you will, through the process. And he's playing like it. He's much more machine-like. He's much more efficient. Now, remember, Jackson Dart's an extremely toolsy player. And I expect Jackson Dart to make a move. I'm not saying that Luke Altmaier is going to win the job or anything like that. I think that all of this has been predictable. And this is the reason I said that experience gap and everything that Luke Altmaier started with, now that we're halfway through and he's maintained it, if he can make it, maintain it for seven more practices, he has a shot to go into fall camp with the lead. Now, the reason I talk about that and I talk about it over and over again is that fall camp, um, that's where the competition is going to be. Jackson Dart will be completely acclimated to Oxford, Mississippi come fall practice. There's none of these extra things that he's having to go through now that he's going to have to go through when fall practice begins. So because of that, that's the reason I said, if he can cut that experience gap at all, that's a big win for Jackson Dart. But if he doesn't, Luke Altmaier has a chance. Now we have seven practices, and that experience gap is about where it was. Everything's going as you would expect, but that experience gap has not been closed yet, which means we could have an excellent quarterback competition come the fall. It could be really fun to see, and they could just really turn it loose. I don't expect a quarterback to be named until the Troy game at the earliest. There's a chance they could both play against Troy. It's the game that they're expected to win. Remember, this offense is going to be a 
Zach Evans, Quinshawn Judkins, um, Ulysses Bentley vehicle at that point anyway. So it doesn't really matter. As long as you don't turn the ball over, turnovers are going to eat Lane Kiffin up. Remember, um, can't remember his um, first name. I think it was Bobby Robeson or Robeson at FAU in 2019. They asked him when Lane Kiffin got the Ole Miss job, is there any advice that you could give to the quarterbacks? And he says, don't overdo it. Don't turn the ball over. He wants the thing done exactly like he called it. No more, no less. Don't try to do too much. And he absolutely abhors turnovers. And that going into fall camp, it feels like an important thing. Now, coming up after spring practice, just to let you know, um, we are going to start doing our previews. We're going to start to find people from Troy and all that and go to, through the 12 opponents on the schedule um, and talk about what's going on about each of the teams and kind of bring you up to speed with their questions, their spring practice at this point, because everybody should be about done come May, and then May and June we will do that and bring those up. Once we hit July, we start talking about SEC media days and things like that, and then fall camp starts, and it's basically football season in this race, you know, starting mid-May. Also, um, June 4th is my birthday. I'm going to Epcot that day. If Ole Miss makes a regional, I think that's the regional weekend, that day could be a trouble spot for me. Just a heads up, just to let you know what's going on. But Lane Kiffin talking about the quarterback competition was just unbelievably revealing, even though he wasn't revealing at all. That's the weirdest thing to say, but he said competition probably seven or eight times talking about different positions, which means the reps and the closeness is really good, and they're trying to amp that up even more. And in doing that, you're going to see people like Jared Ivey and J.J. Pegues and K.D. Hill um, make plays. He's really impressed with his defensive line. He said since the first time he got here, the defensive line is kind of where he expected it to be when he got here. So that transformation has happened. He also mentioned a problem at linebackers. I've talked about this the last couple of days. Transfer portal linebackers have been popping up with offers from Ole Miss. They probably want more bodies, and they want more people that they can count on in that position. So that's something to look at as well. But all in all, I, I think he is upbeat. He's energetic um, about Ole Miss football. And if you have any questions, we'll see what he looks like. The press conference highlights yesterday are up and about. But it was pretty good. He, oh, we also um, mentioned, we'll talk about in the next segment, Michael Trigg. And another thing, he said he's the one of the um, best athletes on earth as far as a tight end and athletic gifts. He actually ups that a little bit more. So stay tuned after the break for that because that that's that's kind of getting real. He's, he's getting real on that. He's starting to heap praises on him, real similar that he did with Matt Corral last year about the video games and things like that. He's an extremely honest dude, but if he doesn't want to tell you something, he just doesn't tell you. But if he wants it to get out and he wants to praise you, he absolutely be honest about it. He isn't one of those guys to like use the media to motivate you. I don't think he does that. But he does use the media media to praise you. And he uses them to like be an echo in the fan base. And he wants you to know what's going on with Michael Trigg personally. 
So this is the time of year when I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. This year I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, flavor-wise, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious, and all new flavors are coming out all the time. I like saying all a whole bunch there for some reason. And they think a flavor might be good. They'll make it. It'll be delicious, and it will be good for you. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first. Then they figure out how to make it healthy, and I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every single time. So this is what you do. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, all one word, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of Built.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So do us a favor and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, hit the bell for notifications of new videos going up, which happens quite frequently. And, of course, upvote the video itself. Now, also, for this year, we're um, at 650 subscribers, 651, somewhere in there, um, as of recording of this video. Now, as... Once we hit 1,000 subscribers, we will do a live post-game show for Ole Miss football this fall. That should be a lot of fun. Um, Ole Miss legends are on board for um, joining us. Well, one of them is, and the other one we're trying to get a yes from. But um, we're going to keep bothering him over and over again um, just because we think he would be a good fit for that. Now, I wouldn't put him on the air if he wouldn't be good at it. See, that's the way I work whenever I talk to Ole Miss players. Um, I determine whether or not they will be good, if they are good at what they do. Um, all of a sudden, we will expand their role, and I want to put them front and center as opposed to me because they're the ones you want to see. They're the insights you want to have, and those are the perspectives you want to get. So that's what we do there. So anyway, um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Once we hit 1,000 before football season, we will do that live show. Also, um, Michael Trigg um, met the media this past weekend, and man, that that's an impressive looking dude. And you heard Lane Kiffin last week talking about how not many people on earth has his level of athletic ability as a tight end. Well, he may have one-upped it today, especially for somebody that is a freshman because this is his first year of college. So by the time he gets to his sophomore year, because um, somebody on on YouTube let me know that um, he played in five games, not four, for USC last year, so he would be a sophomore. Um, he described him as being like a high school player playing against junior high kids. Now think about that for a second. 
This is an 18-year-old kid. And your head coach just described you as a high school player going playing like um, you're going against junior high kids. And what that means is essentially his catch radius is off the chart. His balance and athletic ability is off the chart. His physicality and catching through contact is off the chart, which means there's a chance for this guy to really make plays as soon as this fall to have a Brock Bowers-type impact on Ole Miss's offense. Now, we told you over and over again that when you look at this offense, the important thing is the stuff that's going on between the hashes. That's where the meat of this offense is run, and that's where the RPO game, because every play is an RPO. Every play has a pass tag. Every play has a run tag. And because of that, the conflict players are going to be box players and potentially linebackers, and that's the reason I say this offense tortures linebackers. Well, this offense last year sputtered at times. And Casey Kelly, as competitive as he was, he was coming off an ACL. That's generally an 18-month injury. And he tried to come back after nine, and he just wasn't all there to um, what he was doing. And that caused the offense to be limited at times. They bogged down. There was receivers problems. There was too much use of receivers and trying to use Dontario Drummond. And we had a hamstring problems all last year between him and Braylon Sanders. And the answer to that was obviously to get bigger, but specifically to get a tight end that can be the weapon. Now, Harrison Bryant won the John Mackey Award. I've told you that at FAU in 2019. His offensive coordinator was Charlie Weiss. His head coach was Lane Kiffin. They see Michael Trigg as that type of player, and he's making those type of plays. So I expect the pass game of the offense to kind of run through him at this point. Now we'll see what the slot receiver does, whether it's Watkins or Knox. We'll see um, what the slot receiver does because you also need that player to step up. Now Watkins apparently had a pretty good day Saturday. Um, and he has a familiarity with both Luke Altmyer and Jackson Dart. And they've had a rapport developed as it goes on. And those middle, the middle of the field is important. Now, on the outside, you have the backs, and you have um, bigger wide receivers than we had last year. I mean, last year, Ja'Core Pearson, loved him to death, but he was 5'6", 150 pounds, playing outside wide receiver for a good chunk of the year because we were hurt. That whole room got hurt. In spring practice, that whole room got hurt against Auburn. That room was hurt against Tennessee. And because of the lack of substitution, and this is not really um, anything on our system, I think it's more on the, on Jeff Levy and his lack of rotation on the outside to where you just didn't feel comfortable putting Braylon Brown in there. You didn't feel comfortable putting Brandon Buckhalter. You hardly saw Dennis Jackson. And that is because they want to go so fast, they very rarely substitute on the outside. Because if they substitute, the defense gets to, and that works against the tempo. So this year, I think they're going to try and rotate it at least by series. Maybe not in the middle of the series, but at least by series. And we'll see how that goes. The bigger players, I think they're going to um, stand up to this tempo um, fairly well. You know, Michael Trigg doing what he does and becoming a weapon. Um, we'll see what the slot receiver is, who wins that job, what they can produce. But on the outside, I expect them to be bigger because 
honestly, if you want to be real about it, everybody's talking about outside receivers in the pass game. They're pretty important in the run game, and our backfield is very, very talented. So if you can get a size mismatch out there and blocking a 5'11", 185-pound corner with a 6'3", 215-pound wide receiver, you're probably going to feel pretty good about that. And when you have Zach Evans and you're dealing with that one man to beat, and all of a sudden they're not gang tackling, but it's just a one-on-one with the safety, you feel pretty good about that. And um, he talked about the running backs, um, Lane Kiffin did early today, um, how, how impressive they have been. It, it's a unique situation, honestly. And we will talk about this in the next segment. We'll also talk a little bit about Tavius Robinson, but we will also talk mainly about this. People want so desperately for football to be 2008. Everything that you remember about 2008, that's what they want college football to be. But it has fundamentally changed. From COVID to now, it is a different, completely different sport. And you honestly cannot look at it the same way. You can't look at coaches. You can't look at players. You can't look at anything. Your whole worldview on college football needs to change. And that's part of the reason we're seeing success right now. Because Lane Kiffin's an early adopter. And he was willing to play this game, and he's ahead of the game. you got a whole bunch of coaches that are extremely risk-adverse. We always talk about this. But the um, downside of risk-adverse are the ones that just won't do until they see it over and over and over again. So they're not going to jump into the transfer portal for a year or two. Like see Mike Leach down in Starkville. They use it a little bit sparingly, but nothing like us. They're, they're still recruiting those two- and three-star players um, out of Mississippi and building their roster and developing them up, and hopefully they can play by the time they're a junior. But the fact of the matter is the rotation and the turnover on the coaching staff and the head coach, you probably don't have three years anymore. You need to come now and get it done. If you don't get it done, they will get rid of you. They pay too much money, and that is money that could be going to the NIL situation that is going to your salary. That's how they look at that. They are not going to suffer any fools. It's one of the parts of this becoming a mercenary thing. Like I said, the relationship between the player and the school is going to change. The relationship between um, the fan base and a player is going to change. This is a new world that started about the time COVID hit and about the time Lane Kiffin got here, honestly. Um, Everything changed. And now with NIL and everything else going on, there's multiple pathways to build your roster. It's it's actually pretty cool to see, and um, I'm interested to see what it looks like moving forward. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand in their warehouse that they happen to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home, and in your pocket. So save time and money at, at Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers do for 20 years. Rock Auto also has reliable hill prices for every um, customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. So this is what you need to do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car and truck. 
write locked on, that's two words, locked on, in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Do us a favor and rate and review us on iTunes. You just leave us a five-star review. You can say whatever you want to say. Just leave us a five-star review. That will help others find the podcast in the future. I do appreciate that. And also, if we get to 1,000 new subscribers on our YouTube channel, by football season, a live post-game show with Ole Miss Legends is on the offering right now. Um, I've already got one um, solid he'll do it, and I'm working on the other because I want more than one um, Ole, Miss profess- um, Ole Miss legends because you honestly want to hear what they have to say. That's why you tune in. You don't tune in for necessarily me. You tune in for them. So it should be really cool. Um, we have provided just, you know, just trying to build this thing of commentary and perspectives of around all things in the Ole Miss sports orbit, and it's going to piss some people off from time to time. But it's going to allow us to talk about what's going on, what's really going on at the root, not just parroting narratives from one side or the other, but why are they saying what they're saying and and why is it important that you listen to what they're saying because they're right or they're just dead wrong. Um, And that'll be interesting because there's some people out there that just – instantly goes negative from the beginning because eventually negative is going to happen. They're not right. They're just eventually going to be right. If you're negative, you're eventually going to be proven right because something's going to happen. It's just the nature of things, the nature of college athletics. All coaching um, hires and everything, they have an expiration date. So you can feel like a genius. You can look like a genius, but in the end, it's, it's a fairly lazy take. Um, but why that? Why are they making that take? And, and right now, if anybody's making that take, it's because they're trying to influence you to subscribe to their site through fear. That, that, that's all that's going on right now. But we have some things um, percolating to where the Ole Miss fan base should be fun because that's another tenet of this site. Make following Ole Miss sports fun again. That's it. We need to have fun doing this. If you're not having fun... If you're doing the performative thing to where, oh, we lost the game, we need to all act mad, and the matter I act, the more I care, that's BS. That's honestly BS. You can care about everything that's going on and just enjoy following what's, what is happening in sports because that's the thing. It's, it's, there's no need for performative pain um, for moments sports. So it is what it is. Anyway. The last interview of the um, day was Tavius Robinson, defensive end out of Canada. And Tavius um, got his knee scoped out and said he felt pretty good. Um, he went through last season at 80%, 85%, what he said. And um, once he got it done, he said now his knee feels great. He's going through practice. He's still in a black jersey just because they're going to protect him during spring, just because that's what they do. Um but he has a chance to be a special player because he's gotten on the field a good bit in the last couple of years. Now, I don't think people realize that because he didn't put up the eye-popping sacks number of Sam Williams. Um, but he played quite a bit last year, even at 80%. And now this is with Demon Clowney and all these other players that are lining up on the outside. Now, 
Haven't seen Brandon Mack. Haven't heard from Brandon Mack. I'm waiting to hear from Brandon Mack. I want to. I want to know what he has going on. What's happening with him? Um, but to this point, that has not happened. And for whatever reason, you know, we'll see if he develops into that next level player because he's had potential. People have talked about him as a potential player ever since he got here. And last year, getting hurt, that kind of hurt him a little bit. But we'll see what he does this season, if anything. Also, um, Jack Brown has moved from outside linebacker, which he was an outside linebacker in that 3-4 system, now into that defensive end position, that rush in, lighter guys, and we'll see. Now, they talk about that front seven. You heard them talk about the front seven a little bit. And they are happy with the defensive line. If you hear Lane Kiffin talking about it, he's happy about the defensive line. He's not happy about the linebackers. He's, he's actively making excuses of the top four linebackers um, are not on the team this year, which means they're not making plays at this point. Corey Coleman made some stuff early, but it could have been a situation where it was like a valedictorian summer school. Um, if you're the best out of mediocre guys that are not performing well, you're still going to stand out, but that might not be a good thing. So we will see. They're, they're, they're attacking the transfer portal and giving out offers. They offered a Middle Tennessee University um, linebacker, Middle Tennessee State University linebacker. Mo Crom, who came from Western Kentucky, would have familiarity with him. And we will see because it might be a situation where the last spots in the transfer portal end up in the linebacker because they notice that's a hole. Because we told you going into this, the transfer portal is going to be a direct result of what he sees this spring. Anybody that tells you spring doesn't matter, they don't realize what's going on with modern football. They don't understand it. They want everything to be in that box that was 2008. Things that happened 20 years ago absolutely don't matter because spring football in the early um, 21st century didn't matter at all. Spring football now really matters. And anybody that says otherwise doesn't know what they're talking about because Ole Miss has 20 new players on campus competing for roles to where all of those reps matter. And that competition that starts in spring can spill over into the fall, which you hope it will, and will actually help your football team going forward. But those new faces, these reps are invaluable. They're important. If you fall behind in spring, you might not be able to catch up in fall. Or you'll expend so much effort trying to catch up, once you actually get there, you're going to be dead. So don't listen to anybody that says spring doesn't matter. Spring used to not matter. Spring matters now because of um, the transfer portal and new um, players coming in. I think 16 players for Ole Miss came in the transfer portal. All new players, all lining up, doing all this stuff that they need to do. All this acclimation that they have to get ready because of the new move, plus the practice, plus the install. All of that is on their shoulders. They need to get all of that taken care of before the fall practice starts. This spring is unbelievably important. He has done a miraculous job, and by he I mean Lane Kiffin, turning over this roster. And in doing so, we have a chance to be very good. We're talented, perhaps more talented than we've ever been, but it's one thing to be talented. 
It's quite another to be good. But anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Tune in tomorrow when Kara McCutcheon comes to give her perspective on Ole Miss sports. Uh, Also, now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring you to the NFL life to draft every day. NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football opponents and the NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you very much for tuning in today. We'll see you tomorrow. Um, Tomorrow's a practice day. We'll go over halfway after tomorrow. So we'll see you then.